Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your claps are bad? That last one bad was. bad claps? I hit, a I hit squishy the top clap? part. I didn't, I didn't get a full, a nice little. Ah, you didn't get the suction. You yeah, didn't I get that. that good suck. Yeah, dude. I'm always looking for that good suck. That's like, Everybody is. That's, you know? I mean, really, what is life but not a journey for a suck? Yeah, for not... <laughs> not just any up. suck. Yeah, not just a suck or the suck. It's a good suck. Well, you can't know, you know what a good like, suck is until you've had a bad suck, though, you know? I mean... You can't I feel appreciate, like that's not true. You can't appreciate <laughs> the quality of a suck until you've had a good one versus a bad one. Because if you have a I good get the one, whole like you yeah. don't know what you've got till it's gone kind of a thing, but like, yeah. you know, it's like it's, I don't think I need to experience a bad suck. You know, like I mean, I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. Sometimes it's not good. <laughs> Sometimes it's just necessary. <laughs> okay, for real. Like I gotta ask you a question. Um. Uh, if you were limber enough to like get at yourself, why you would gotta you do, do it? this? Why you gotta do this? I'm why just curious. Like it's just, it's it's kind of like I've I've thought about it for a long time, and I was like, you know what? Why not? Like I think, I think I, you know when you're when you're weird first. About it? I mean, it, there's some things weird about it. it when you're a uh, a teenage boy, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on hormone wise. And there's a lot of weird thoughts that teenage boys can have. If I was 13 and you asked the question, I might say yes, but not as a 30. Did you try when you were 13? No, 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 no. I never tried. I feel no. like you're lying to me. I, I feel like everyone's tried that. <laughs> <laughs> either, either on I mean, purpose not that I, or inadvertently. I, yeah, I might have I purged that from the memory banks, but I don't recall trying. I forgot the solid like eight hour afternoon where I tried to get that good suck for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, that's a bad suck. <laughs> but like, you don't know, dude. Maybe you, you got them soft lips, bro. It's just it's just a bad combination, you know. You got these these teenagers who are uh, getting or you know like people who are grown up puberty wise and they're going through these phases and they're all horned up, and then you give them summer break. And you have people like me who are just home alone all summer break. What are they going to do, you know? Same. You have no idea how many couch cushions I put my penis between. Oh, you know gross, what I mean, dude? dude? Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Wang Slang is going. Uh, really, we just got to start that show. <laughs> we got to stop putting all of this content on IndiePod. It's not, it's not good for it. Yeah, there's definitely some people who are like, you know, uh, I think I'm done. My first episode, I, I don't know. If this I is what, this is what I'm saying. Started man. this with my daughter in the car, and it, it got Bro, pretty weird. My pretty sister, quick. my sister, she's she's like ten years older than me. I think maybe I'm wrong. If she listens to this, she'd be pissed. I don't care. Um, 
She's 50 years old. You know, she's, no big deal. Fuck her. She's fucking she's old. old. She's old. She's <laughs> old. Um, her, so she has three kids and one of her kids is in high school, like high school age. Um, and her, I forget how, but they found out that I had a podcast. Like I mentioned it through like passing of something that I was doing as like a hobby and her daughter wanted to listen to it. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you should let her. And she's like, well, how bad could it be? <laughs> You're like, you just haven't like, met Vaughn. Like, that's the big like, thing. You just. I was like, you gotta. I was like, listen to. And I, you know, I don't have to be specific. I don't have to be like, well, there's this one episode we got really bad on. I'm like, just listen to an episode first. And then like, you be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to the first 10 minutes of an episode and just see if that's what you want in your child's yeah. life. You know, yeah, like. Probably maybe not. Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> Dude, okay, so I just saw, I witnessed like literally 20 minutes ago, probably one of the most horrendous things I've ever seen. Okay, like, have you ever heard the whole you're bound to marry one of your parents thing? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. okay, so can you say that's true about your relationship with Flora? To some degree. Like, there's qualities, right? But like, yeah. It's the same concept of like horoscopes. They kind of Fair work because they're vague enough. You can yeah. vaguely find qualities amongst everyone that kind of fit, you know? Like, uh, yeah. So I don't know, to some degree, maybe. That, that's a good point. It is kind of like horoscopes. But then there are those really vivid moments where you're like, yeah, I see it. I like definitely get it. Yeah. So yeah, my yeah. wife, we're like sitting downstairs. We're eating. We got some soup. We got some rolls, but the rolls didn't really like, I, I don't know. They didn't have enough time to rise or something. So they were kind of small rolls. Delicious though. Delicious. And, uh, it's nothing wrong she with a small like, roll. yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with this teeny weeny. Uh, so she like tore open the roll and it was only like probably, Maybe like the size of my fist, maybe a little bit smaller. You know, it's like it's it's not a big roll. It's a small. How big's your whatever. fist? <laughs> it's a small roll. Why I, I need fucking like comparison? Like I have a refrigerator magnet over here. Like I don't have a dime in my pocket. You don't to have give a banana me the for size scale? comparison. It's not a big fist. Like I'm a small boy. <laughs> so, so it's like it was. There's these small rolls, and my wife like. She tore it open and I watched her like cut off this like fairly large sliver of butter and just like put it in between the roll. Yeah. And then just like squish it together and eat it. And I was yeah. like, did you, do you just, do you just spread that? It's a That's butter a butter sandwich, sandwich for yeah. real. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I, I like, I honestly, looked at it and I was like, what? I would do the same thing. I am too really? lazy. I hate when people are like, now spread the mayo or spread the butter or whatever. I'm like, fuck it. Gravity can do that work for me. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she was like, the roll is hot enough. It will melt. It'll spread. melt. <laughs> It'll melt. It's, it's going to turn to liquidy goo. What do you, what do you, so, you don't have to, no. It all the fact the that place. you brought up mayo makes me think that you like, you just put a piece of bread down like on a plate and you just turn the jar of mayo upside down and no. you're like, eventually it's going to get there. You get you know? the, first off, you get the squeezies, the squeezy. I don't, I don't Oh, do you this. do that. I, I don't fuck with no squeezy, dude. I That's just squeezy. get like Winco brand, a little bit of mayo, but I don't like mayo that much. Mm. I seriously like when I say like, you know how LaCroix are like you teabagged 
uh, some soda <laughs> yes. water with yeah. like a cherry. Yeah. yeah, that's basically what I do with mayo on a sandwich. So like I take the smallest amount of mayo, I spread it on my sandwich, I make sure that shit is like basically gone. It's basically, it's like- What's the point of it then? Why, there's no like, flavor of it. It's it? just to look like it has mayo. I think I'm just trying to fool <laughs> You're just trying everyone to into thinking. society of like, yeah. look, I can like mayo too. Yeah, like, like I make sandwiches like a normal person. Yeah, you, exactly. I, man, I would not be surprised if you turned out to be an alien. Like, just trying to trying to fit in with the worlds. Yeah, I mean, in a very real way, I guess I wouldn't either. Like, it would it would explain my like old soul thing, where it's just like, of course he is. Like, he's, he's not used to years normal old. human life. You yeah. know, like, of course he's got this weird fucking curmudgeonly attitude about everything. Like, my wife and I walked on our grass, and she like made a joke about me telling her not to walk on the grass, and I was like, I even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she made a butter sandwich. And then uh -huh. when I called her out on it, she was like, have you seen your mommy? And I was like, dude, she puts butter on fucking everything. It's insane. I, and she was like, I watched her one time, literally half a stick of butter, flick it into a bowl of chili. I was like, yeah, it's fucking insane. Ooh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't I don't mess around with butter that much because of just it's butter like. I don't, I don't just eat literally that. empty calories. Yeah. It's just disgusting. But I, I love when, you know, so I, I went on this, this cruise, uh, a while back and we were with, uh, one of our friends who had brought their mother and her mom was on the cruise and we, we like did the, you know, sit down with everyone at dinner thing. And the mother was like so happy because she loves when they bring the bread over and she's like, Oh, I love it. And we're like, oh, I guess she really likes bread. And we kind of like weren't really paying attention. And then we were like looking at like all the packs of butter and they like were just horrendously <laughs> missing at the end of the meal. And we we're like, where did all that fucking butter go? And then we, <laughs> so the next day we went and we we watched her, my, my wife and I watched her and she just put like, she would open the bread and put like a whole one of those, like the big just like sticks like right in there and just like eat that and it was literally a butter sandwich and i was like jesus i don't think you like bread lady i think you like butter oh my god yeah my nephews and niece like it's insane i've literally watched them take like a bunch of butter spread it on a roll and then basically just proceed to eat the butter off the roll i'm like you're not what? even eating the roll just eat the butter why are you oh being so weird about this like that for real is like pretending you like like that. That's like pretending you don't eat butter. You want people to think you like butter on rolls, but really yeah. you just want to eat a fucking stick of butter. Like, I mean, I get it, but also no, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to IndiePod, an indie games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week, we don't have any main news stories for you, but of course, we do have some news stuff to talk about over there in Newscram. We have a quick news story for you. Uh, one that technically, if you're listening to this on the day that it goes live for free feeds, you need to act really fast because that promotion stops literally the next day. So it's a little weird. But I figured I want to talk about it anyway because it is something cool that people are doing to, sure. I want to say help the war effort, because but that sounds really weird. And like, I'm supporting war. It's like, nah, just supporting Ukraine, you know? Yeah, so it's just yeah. supporting those who are affected by the negative impacts yeah. that come with war. Yeah, exactly. So it's 
I'm just gonna not say it because it's weird. Uh, but before we get into that, I would like to introduce myself, Von Hyde, alongside my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average, Josh Boys. How you doing today, Big Josh Boy? I'm doing well. I am doing uh, much better than my wife, who is recovering from getting her wisdom teeth out, and she is in a lot of pain. But nice. uh, but I'm not, so it's good. You know, life is good. I forget. Did you ever fuck with your wisdom teeth? Like, I think I you did. told me last week that you... I okay, got, so you got them I've, removed? I've had so many teeth removed from my mouth because I have a tiny mouth and my baby teeth, some of them, <laughs> did not want to leave my face. I don't yes. know why you saying you have a tiny mouth made me laugh. <laughs> I have a tiny mouth. I have a tiny mouth. <laughs> There's not enough space for all of the teeth that I was born with. And my baby it just teeth reminds also, me of like fucking deliver. It's like you got a pretty mouth. I got a tiny I mouth. Got a tiny mouth. <laughs> um, makes everything look big. And it well, you know, don't have a banana for scale. Anyway, so um, because of that, I had a ton of my teeth taken out. I think I've had at least like ten or so taken out of my face. Um, but I've never really been phased by it. And I got I was one of the super lucky people who. When I got my wisdom teeth removed, I felt like zero pain, never had to take pain medication, never had to do anything. I was put, you know, under and like did the whole laughing gas thing. And then when I woke up that next, like, well, it was technically still that day, but it was like I slept for 10 hours afterwards. But when I woke up, I was like, I really want a burger and fries. My mom was like, you can't have that. And I was like, I feel good enough to eat it. And so I just did. <laughs> Uh, bitch you don't know me give <laughs> like, me burger and fries could, let's, let's hop over give me a big mac you know I like, like i think i could still do it <laughs> um so I, I yeah i don't know uh some people just get lucky and some people like my wife just have awful times dude okay so my wisdom teeth are one of the reasons that i haven't been to the dentist in like seven years which i think is That's legitimately hilarious yeah it's, That's too it's long. pretty fucked up yeah, it's way too long, especially because like I've OK, this is a weird reference, but I have watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine through like 800 times. And there are several episodes where they talk about uh, Jake's teeth. And he's like, if my teeth are so bad, why haven't I been to the dentist in seven years? And they're like, you need to go to the dentist. And I'm just like, same, dude. Fucking same. I haven't been to the dentist in so long. And it's like one one part of it is that I know that my mouth is so fucked up that I'm like, if I go to the dentist, it's going to be out of commission for like a while. You know, like it's going to be super fucked. He's going to be like, man, dude, you got cavities on every tooth. Like how you even have teeth anymore? You got these fucking ones popping up in the back. Like how you even deal with that? I'm constantly biting my cheek and that's not even a joke. One of my wisdom teeth is coming in in such a weird way that I'm literally always biting my cheek to the point where I started chewing on the left side of my mouth. So I don't, Chew my. <laughs> you my should cheek. go to the dentist. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up. You know, I it's, love I love when living the life. The long lists of like, here's all the things wrong with me and why I should do it. But like, yeah, you're not gonna do it. I have not, the same yeah. thing with my shoulder. Like, my shoulder is way messed up, and it's been messed up. And I went and I got it checked, and the doctor was like. Yeah, it's part of like this one part of the bicep muscle is just fucked, which is right where the shoulder connects. So like moving my arm like kind of like this will hurt a little bit, which is kind of weird or like just in general or like lifting things like I can feel the weight of items, even if they're like 
like just like this water bottle like just kind of just holding this up just kind of like hurts my arm with this one but the other one is like yeah whatever it's fine um and i know that i need to go again because he was like yeah if you just take a bunch of this stuff for a few days and then you also do these exercises you'll be fine and it's been like a month now and i'm like there's not a single difference in my arm but i don't want to go back yeah, I mean, as long as you don't go back, you never get the bad news. I never you know? have to find out that they have to take off my arm. Okay, this is the last fucking weird thing that I'm going to say before we get into housekeeping and what we've been playing. Did I ever tell you that I thought I had ball cancer? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't expect that. Yeah, you were just like, oh. <laughs> I, I, okay, well. Why? You just froze like you, yeah. you're like fucking Windows XP is shutting down. Like it's just, I'm done. <laughs> so I, um, like a normal person, I guess, just like scratching my balls one week. I felt a lump. I was like, that's weird. So I had never, I, I played sports, but I never got a physical before. So I like, I, I okay, I played some sports. Luckily, I was young enough to where I guess if I got a physical, that would be some weird shit. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I like went in and I was so surprised because like I thought that they would like put me like have me put on a gown or just like anything because I told them exactly what was up. And they were like, okay, just go in here. And the doctor just came in, put on a glove and was like, okay, drop your pants. Like, let's get this going. And I was like, like, right, like right now, like you just, I, I love the idea of a doctor walking in and being like, all right, let's get this going. Yeah. He just like, he put on a glove, like the weird, like, oh, I'm going to give you a rectal exam, like really stretching out the glove. And then. Uh, he was like, just drop your pants. Let's do this. And I was like, I, I, for some reason thought that you would have me put on a gown because otherwise I'm just all up in your face, dude. Like you're just literally, you know, like a foot away from my dom. Do you, do you, know? you go to the doctor often? No. Okay. Do that's do, also a problem. Yeah, no, yeah, I dude, don't go to the every, doctor. So I, well, I, I'm not that good about it, but like when I do, or I used to go, on like an annual basis they just do that they're like i i which is always very strange because i have like this rapport with my doctor who i'm like hey man how's it going like and we'll be like yeah yeah how's the wife and kids blah blah blah, blah. and then we'll get to a certain you know he'll, while he's we're saying that he's doing the like okay breathe do this he's putting the like the stethoscope on me or whatever the fuck it's called i think it's stethoscope anyway yeah. um and then all of a sudden he'll be like all right get up and drop your trousers <laughs> and so i'll just all right and i just have to show him my dick and like and then he's like all right, all right. <laughs> he's not I just sh- like let's see that cock big boy Pop <laughs> so, it <laughs> and it's it's super awkward like it just is like that's just how it is i think it's because tv shows have always made it seem like you put on a gown like that's every time you go to the doctor, like if you have to have anything checked out down there, you put on a gown and it's like, bro, I'm so surprised you're willing to do this because you have to be so close to people's balls. Like you can probably smell like smell the schmegma from like a foot away sometimes. Not with me, but like there's got to be some fucking people, you know? So yeah. moving on. Uh, so a little bit what, of housekeeping. What, what the fuck Please. is this show about? <laughs> Please check out our indie developer interview going live this Wednesday. That is Wednesday, the 2nd of March. 
March. It's March, March right? March yeah, okay, is the okay, month. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second of March. It is with Cuddle Monster Games. They're talking about their game Lone Ruin. Uh, while you're doing that, might as well head over to Teespring. Check out that eighty pod store. We've got T-shirts. We've got stickers. We've got hoodies. All sorts of fun stuff. Actually, those are the things we have. I don't know why that's, I always act like it. we have more you know stuff. What? It's just real, things. Real quick, uh, that developer interview, this is one of the first that we have, uh, and I probably won't ever do it again, but I thought it was cool. Maybe I will. Uh, I did a video <laughs> interview of this one, so that one will also oh. be on YouTube as well that goes live on March 2nd. That's cool. All right. Well, there you go. Speaking of YouTube, head over to IndiePod on YouTube. Super easy to find. Just type in IndiePod. You can watch these episodes, watch that interview, all sorts of fun stuff. Leave us reviews on any site in which you could do so, specifically iTunes and Spotify. Help us out a bunch. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the $3 tier or higher. If you give us any amount of time or any amount of your money, we love you for it and we thank you. But... We, of course, have to say thank you to the $3 tiers. So thank you so much to Surreal S. Oh, my God. I said did Surreal it again. again. <laughs> Motherfucker. Serial <laughs> SC. I, so when he said that I mispronounced it, I was like, how else would you pronounce that word? It's Serial. Yeah. You know, like, I don't and I don't yet, understand. And then he was way. like, you he, I love that they were like, it sounded like you said Surreal. And I was like, you know what? I I definitely did. I I can't fucking read. I, mean, we definitely I absolutely know now. said surreal. <laughs> yeah. So serial SC. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Now I'm just gonna go die. Uh, Ryan, Ethan, a gamer for fun. John, <laughs> John, bro. Zach Durham. Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You're all so amazing. And Big Josh Boy, you have lived up to what you said you were going to do last week. You're playing hella demo. Uh, demos? What am I? With an S. I just... You know, just dead over here. Uh, please tell me about Biogun by Dapper Dog Digital. Yeah, so I have three games that I want to talk about today. Uh, I played demos through the Steam Next Fest uh, demo festival, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, I played a few more, but these are the ones that I wanted to talk about. Some just because they weren't really for me, um, but also because these were the ones that I had the most fun with, minus the last one. And we'll get to that um, and why I wanted to talk about it. But the first one, Biogun, you talked about uh, last week as one of your like, this could be a cool game. Looks interesting. Uh, and I said, looks like a cute Hollow Knight. I was not wrong. <laughs> it is very much inspired by, whether they say it or not, is inspired by Hollow Knight. They have the same concept of like attack enemies and things, and it builds up a gauge that you could then use for either attacks or to heal yourself. They have the same idea of buying upgrades, of going to shops, uh, of having, instead of a bench to rest at, you have a little shower that you take. And one of my favorite parts about it is it, it is a little weird that he just, he's like, oh, I'm in this area. I'm just going to take a shower right here. And it's like in the middle of nowhere. And then you like halfway through a certain section, you get to a place where there's a save point inside a shop and there's like a guy there. And he just start getting naked and the shop owner will like start yelling at you and be like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? Like, and it, just, <laughs> it totally caught me off. I was like, oh, yeah, that is kind of weird, I guess. But it's it it's good, though. I, I definitely am enjoying it. I like the fact that 
in the game you have these like they're called chips which are you know similar to something like the the upgradable things that you have where you say like oh i want my uh blaster to shoot farther or i want it to do more damage depending on whatever play style you have uh you have the ability to jump around you're this very strange pig that's in there because of the whole uh concept like the the backstory of this is that you are that vaccine inside a uh a dog who um is living in this world where there's been this uh this outbreak of a virus that is only affecting dogs and all these dogs are dropping dead and it's called i think it was the duper virus um and it's it's just affecting everyone and this scientist who was really just worried about uh you know his dog and wanted to save it created this vaccine and is trialing it on on them And it has part pig in it, so that's why you're a little pig inside this dog. And it's just, it's very interesting. Like, I love the idea of playing as kind of like a Osmosis Jones type scenario. And they play into that where they're like, there's a section where you get to uh, lower or raise the bladder level in the dog because it's like water. So you get to higher areas because there's areas that you can swim through or you make it lower. So it opens up other areas. And like one of the first parts, you lower the bladder level and the guy starts yelling at you and he's like, why is my dog peeing everywhere? And it's like, yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) But there's, so there's a lot of little cutesy things that I really enjoy with it. The, the gameplay is nice. Like, uh, as far as it's, it's a Metroidvania. Um, but it's, a kind of like a twin stick type game as well which i enjoy i think it's a lot of fun i'm looking forward to more of it i stopped at a certain point because i was like i don't know if this is going to keep progressing um and i'd rather just not go farther in a demo that i'm like oh i'm gonna just have to redo all this again uh but i i enjoyed it i would pick it up whenever it does actually officially come out the one thing that i will say is there are parts that i wish after so I've talked about this before. My dog recently passed and I stupidly wanted to name the dog. Cause you, the thing that they give you is like, you get to name the dog when you first start rather than naming your character. And so I named mm-hmm. it after my dog. And there are parts where they'll talk about like the pains and process that the dog is going through and it'll say the name on it. And I was like, fuck, this is really depressing me. <laughs> yeah. It's like not, not good for, uh, for my mental health. And I was just like, it kind of sucks that I just have to drop it here because I can't get the ending of I'm hoping or you save the dog and it's like things are okay. But I was just like, my dog's dying again. So it, it was an interesting experience for sure. Um, but I, I'd recommend it if you're a Metroidvania fan. Like it's it's a good little like cutesy looking, interesting Osmosis Jones type Hollow Knight. All right. You're also playing Forward Escape the Fold by Two Tiny Dice. Yes. Funny enough, this is a game that I uh, shouted out in the indie shout out. I don't think it was last week, but it was a week uh, prior uh, or so. Um, this is, and I know you're going to love it when I say it, a card it's a fucking game. fucking card game. No but, way. But hold up, hold up. It's a card game like Ring of Pain, where it's not really cards. It's more of you use cards as your method of transportation. So it's an interesting way where it's a three by, I think, four uh type grid where you have three cards like three rows of cards that go upwards and they go upwards indefinitely until a certain point that you fight a boss so it's kind of like um exploring a dungeon but it's based on cards and you can move your character in any direction be it uh upwards 
to the left upwards or to the right upwards. And so there will be other cards in your way that will be something like, here's a pile of gold, here's a chest, here's an enemy, here's some health, here's mana for your power. And you have to choose which area you go to because you can't, like, you can't backtrack. You can't go from like, oh, I'm going to go up to the right and then go to the left completely. It's like, no, you have to constantly go up. So you have to make these choices on the fly. And then there's a bunch of different items and upgrades and um, corruption cards that will make uh, possibly the game harder or easier for you by doing things like giving you uh, a lower field of vision. So you can only see three cards ahead of you rather than four. You can only see, uh, like it'll make you blind. So you can't, you can see the cards, but you can't see how much is on there. So you won't know how much damage this monster does or how much gold or health you'll actually pick up from landing on these areas. So there's a lot of different like modifiers to it. And then one of the cool things about this is there's, uh, in the game, there's only two starting characters and you're not able to unlock any others, but there were like four or five others that I, I remember seeing and each of them have three specific power-ups you can only take one power up per run um but as you un like as you beat the game with them one time with that power-up you unlock another one and then as you're playing the game and do certain achievements you unlock cards that will show up or items that will show up in the game for your uh subsequent runs so i honestly this is the one that i had the most fun with and this is the one that i really cannot wait and i'm happy that it's uh i, I believe the closest to actually coming out which is in march uh so relatively soon um because i like for a demo usually you know you play it for an hour and you're like that's a good you know realization like i know what this is i'll either get this game or i won't i played six hours of this demo because I just oh, kept geez. playing. I was like, I like this. It's fun. And I just kept playing it. And I'm very much the way that it works is you literally just drag your character over onto a card like the next one um, and make those choices based on which way you want to go. And it isn't immediately going to be available for mobile. It's available for Steam. But like, I cannot wait for it to come to mobile because this is one of those games where I'd be like, yeah, I actually want to play a mobile game, even though I generally hate to play those games but it just it looks like it's clearly designed for it and i can see myself eating time when i'm just like doing nothing on my phone good game all Recommend right it. nice uh and the last one you said you were playing was the unliving by rocket brush studio we actually have a developer, a developer interview interview. on this one yeah yeah um i do want to ask you were so like into this game before yeah. it sounds like you're a little bit down on it now I'm, what happened so i'm still into it in the okay. idea of I like the game concepts. I like this idea of you being this uh, kind of lord of death. This person, yeah, you're, can, a you're a necromancer. You will be able to spawn this uh, just army of undead. And you're able to revive people that you kill. And you're able to throw them and use them as fodder against a ton of waves of different enemies that are coming your way. You have a number of different skills that are available to you that you pick up. Kind of, it's, it's RNG based. So it's random what you're going to get. So it's very much a roguelike of... Uh, you know, you're you're kind of thinking on the fly of what build you're going to use and, and how you're going to want to to build your character. But essentially, the main staple is you're always going to kill a few enemies, raise them from the dead, use them as an army to attack other people that you're fighting against. The reason why I'm kind of lukewarm on this is because I just didn't like the way it was implemented in using those characters. 
I felt like, and there was a lot of times where the way it works is you have your left click to use your re regular basic like ranged attack as the necromancer. And then you have your right click, or no, you have your uh, the R key, which will summon those undead and you know rise them from the grave. And uh, with the right click, you're able to control the the undead and like pinpoint them to say like, hey, go over there and attack that area. Go over there and attack that person. Um, it was nine out of ten times that I would tell them, hey, go attack that person, and two of them would attack, and the rest would just kind of be like, what do we do? <laughs> and they would just fucking stand there. And I was like, I, do I, and I, so I'd have to constantly click and I'd be like, if you're in the area, just fucking attack. Like, so I don't know if it's just because they're like, they killed that one person. So now they'll just stand there stupidly, but like sometimes it would do it and sometimes it wouldn't. So it was like, really, it just felt awful because things would just kind of stand there as I was doing my own things and like attacking and, and whatever. And like, I wish it was just a little bit more smarter of how the ai worked um so it didn't require me to constantly click and just watch them do nothing and then eventually they'd be like oh yeah okay and then they'd attack so like and at the same time there also didn't seem like a lot of variety at least in this like obviously this is a demo but like going through the variety was there were a number of new enemies to fight like these werewolf things these very strong like they kind of looked like lumberjack people, but they were like miners or whatever. Um, and then these priests. They're gingers. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, and uh, there's really cool things where it would be like, oh, you can you can actually blow up the zombies if you want and kill them. And there was like specific traits where like if you killed a priest uh, zombie and blew him up, everyone around that priest would heal. And so there was like really cool mechanics with that where they had different effects based on who you blew up and different areas where it was more advantageous to have them actually attack versus just blowing them up in, in general. But like, I really wish, and maybe it's just, I didn't get far enough and I just kind of like didn't care as much, but like, I didn't find any, you know, like major bosses or, you know, areas that really were any different than just like walk here, attack with a big army, raise the dead. Okay. Go walk over here, attack with the army, raise the dead. Like it just seemed like it wasn't that much to offer. And maybe I just needed to get farther in it, but it didn't feel as good because the army felt like it was lacking. And that's like the main cool thing about that game is being able to raise that army and being able to, to shove them and, you know, stand back from a distance and throw your blast and use your skills. Um, it also just was kind of confusing in the skills in general at the start because you have like two health bars, but the health bars you use with your skills. And then if you get hit, you like lose a skill, but you can get a, extra health bars. I, there's like a lot that's going on. So it's one thing where I feel like it's going to take a little bit of time for them to make that as obvious, or it's just going to be a type of game where you're like, you just have to play it and you figure it out, which is fine too. But because I wasn't having as much fun with the people, I wasn't as into like learning the the more advanced mechanics and different strategies that were in the game. So I still like the game in concept and I'm still looking forward to what eventually does come out to see kind of, you know, what's the difference and what tweaks are made or what feedback is given. But my overall impression is I probably wouldn't put much time into it if this was the game just fully. Oh, okay. One thing that I think looks super cool about the game is that, and this is obviously a nitpick that I have, but of course I'd have it, is that each one of like the felled 
people becomes a different type of corpse, like a, yeah, a yeah, different yeah. type of corpse infantry. I think that's really cool because I think a lazy developer would have just been like, they're, they're just skeleton. all zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I would have been like, okay, well, I'll just go fuck myself. Thanks for that. No, it's- I've honestly, like, recently I've been getting super into the idea of, like, the, the necromancer class because of things like solo leveling or the necromancer in Loop Hero. So, yeah. honestly, like, uh, this... I was interested in this game before when you told me about it way back when when you did your developer interview, and now it just seems so much cooler. I'm very, very into it, but I guess, yeah, I'm I'm going to definitely wait for its full release to check it out because I don't want to get, like, I don't know, yeah, and weirded I mean, out by the demo. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, some people might have different opinions on it, but for me, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. There are a lot of good things about it, like you said, of this different characters, uh, of types of zombies, the fact that each one of them has, like, these special traits when you do explode them. It has a lot of different spells that uh, have different effects that are very interesting. And like, there's a lot of uh, different things that are going on in it that I think are positives. It's just one of the biggest things was being able to control the army. And it just doesn't feel like, you know, with a normal RTS, you'd put them out there. And if they see an enemy, they have the AI to be like, let's kill that enemy. Oh yeah. It's like and right I, next to you. Why would you just sit yeah, there? And I feel like, half like half the time it happened half the time it didn't and they would just end up stand there as the uh villagers would kill them and it'd be like just doesn't feel right like i don't know yeah it seems like kind of a tech issue so i'm hoping by the time it comes out that that's that's, that's which, fixed yeah that's what i assume and that's why like i said i'm still into the idea of this game i just want to see where it actually lands when it's fully baked okay all right. Uh, so me for over the weekend, I didn't play any indie games. I was playing her uh, Horizon Zero Dawn for a while. And because I've been trying to like clear out my backlog, really just actually play and complete games. And I had played like Ghost of Tsushima. Then I got into Horizon Zero Dawn and I was like, oh, man, I fucked up because I've been playing way too many open world video games. So I beat Horizon Zero Dawn on Friday and... And I was sitting there like talking to my wife and I was like, ah, Elden Ring just came out and it's looking like fucking good. Derpy. But, uh, but I don't know if I want to just go right into another open world game. I was like, I want a palate cleanser. And initially I was going to like, I, I was possibly going to hop into like Horizon Forbidden West or just like probably another fucking open world game because I'm an idiot. So it's like, you know what? I will play Uncharted like I want to play the Uncharted games between games. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to get Elden Ring right now. I am going to instead just I'm going to play the first Uncharted. After I beat that, I'll go get Elden Ring. Uh, in my head, the first Uncharted took a little while because I played it when I was younger and I was like, oh, it's not like a really short game or anything. So I like I download the Nathan Drake collection. I start playing and everything. Beat it in a day? Yes, I beat it overnight. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's goodness. exactly what I did. <laughs> I I didn't think about the fact that like maybe it was because I could only play for like an hour or two when I was a kid and didn't just like have the time over a weekend or some shit to just like sit here and fucking grind this shit out. So I played Uncharted Drake's Deception. That shit. Or Drake's Fortune. Drake's Deception is the third game. Um, 
th- that shit does not age well. It's not good. Really? I honestly not into it. it. It's mostly just the gameplay. Like I enjoy it as an introduction to the series and I like it as an introduction to Nate and Elena, especially because of what happens in Uncharted 4. But yeah, I was like, oh, this gameplay is butt, dude. But you know what? The climbing is still better in Uncharted Drake's Fortune than it is in fucking Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> which is really annoying. Because, yeah. like, Aloy, for some reason, will only climb up these, like, random-ass fucking pillars with yellow tape. And I'm like, why can't you climb up anything else? What is your deal? Doesn't like, you work. could climb up mountains, you can scale robots, but you can't fucking climb up anything that's not the color orange? What is this? Like, pissed me off. So, yeah, I ended up immediately fucking beating Drake's Fortune. So the next morning, I went down to the GameStop down the street, and I was like, guess I'm gonna fucking buy Elden Ring. Like, can't believe I'm forced to do this. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> for you. I know how terrible. Uh, so yeah, I picked up Elden Ring. I played it a little bit. I'm enjoying it. Here's the thing, though. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. From software, I gotta tell you right now. I know you're listening to this because we're just so big. Oh, yeah. you did not get me. Okay, I'm gonna tell a story here. You did not get me. I got myself. Okay, so I'm playing Elden Ring. And it's the first like really open world Souls-like game, or at least a From Software developed Souls-like game. So you can just follow the grace and go to like the boss, 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 whatever. You're probably going to be underleveled, but you can do that if you want. Or you can go around, you can explore dungeons, you can check out these different places, you can run into bosses that you are really not leveled for, which I have done several times. And I was just exploring. I was like, you know what? There's some weird shit over there. I'm going to go check it out. I've heard people have fun just sitting in Limgrave, the first fucking place for 20 hours. Let's go. I'm going to be one of those people. So I was like, I'm going to go check out this weird ass shack. And there was a chest. Like there was, there was like a little chest uh, in another area. So I opened it, got something. I think it was like a fucking like, I don't know, something stupid. Um, It was not noteworthy. But I come to this other chest and I open it up and fog starts rolling out. And I was like, nah, I played Souls like games before. I'm not falling for this shit. So I rolled away. I got away. And normally you just wait for the fog like to dissipate because usually it's some sort of poison. I if you ever watched me play fucking any Souls like game on Twitch when I was doing that, every time I opened up a chest, I would roll away because I was just so terrified of this. <laughs> it only happens like twice in the whole game of like Dark Souls 2. I beat the I beat the game on there. Only happens twice, like in that whole game, but I did it every time. Um, but I'm like chilling and the fog dissipates and then it closed. And I was like, what? What's that all about? Like and so you uh, stuck your you, head back in. What do you mean? Yeah, so I was like, I gotta figure out what this shit does. If it's poison, I guess I die. I just come back. It's whatever. So I open it up. And this is what I mean. From software, you did not trap me. I trapped myself, okay? <laughs> so just, you could go fuck yourself. Screw you. You know, when you make a bear trap and a bear fucking dive bombs that shit on purpose, they killed themselves. You did not kill them, okay? So you could just fuck right off. So I open up this chest and it's like, you have been ensnared in a trap and or like it was like a uh, like a travel trap or some shit like that. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, I wonder what that's going to do. It spawned me all the way across the map 
in an area that I was in no way leveled for. I immediately got my ass beat by literally everything. But when I died, you're stuck. I there. just yes, I'm yeah, fucking stuck dude. there. My my buddy was playing this game and I've been watching him uh, just play while he was streaming it on like Discord. And he was just exploring and went to this one cave, like this mansion or this like area where there was a bunch of people mining. And he was, I kept hearing the same like scream over and over again. And I was like, what are you doing, man? Like, and he just kept dying. And he's like, he's like, I don't know. I can't fucking teleport out of this place. And so Okay. To- are they mining these blue rocks? Yes, dude. I'm in that same place. Yeah. And he was stuck there for so long trying to get out. On it, okay, I'm so pissed off about it. Like, I, I really don't mind. Eventually, I'll get out. But, like, it's there. Those enemies are not annoying. There are these, like, guys that are just sitting there mining these blue crystals. And if you fuck with their blue crystals, they'll try to kill you. But yeah. all you have to do is use, like, a guard counter and immediately fucking kill them. Which I have to say, I'm early on in this game. This is the most accessible from software developed souls like game I've played. Like That's so many ways to get flasks that you it's hilarious. That. Why? It's hilarious you say that because I have I have a bunch of buddies who are playing this and I'm just like in a discord server where they're all talking about it and playing it. And I've heard from like one or two of them, uh, one buddy who's played like all the souls game and he's like, this is by far the hardest one I've ever played. Okay. That's the thing. I do not equate difficulty to accessibility because I think just because a game is difficult does not mean that people can't play it. Like people on fucking Twitter who's like, oh man, I wish they were easier. It's just so inaccessible. I'm like, it's not. You just refuse to try to okay here's the thing you refuse to get good and I understand that that's a fucked up thing that people have said in the past but like for real, you just refuse to play the fucking game. Like, it's not inaccessible. You're just lazy. I'm sorry. Like, whatever. But I, so yeah, I got teleported to this fucking place. And, oh, okay. So I guess what I should say is I don't equate difficulty and accessibility. I, there are things that this game does that I think make it so much more accessible because uh, you really have to try to run out of flasks. It gives you basically like three to start out with for the first part, but then you could take a golden seed, get a fourth. Golden seeds are super easy to find. Like actually, I think it gives you four to start out with, one for FP and and three for HP, and you can allocate that in whatever way you want, which are basically your health potions. And in any other from software game you uh, i mean sekiro and bloodborne aside because bloodborne has like the the like blood vials which you could just get all the time and sekiro i haven't played enough of um but the souls games typically you would you just have whatever amount of estus flasks you have and if you go to a bonfire they replenish if you don't they don't that's it but in elden ring there's so many ways to get more flasks when you're just in the middle of shit you can kill groups of enemies those will give you flasks like proportionate to seemingly the difficulty um you can kill these weird scarab beetles that will just regenerate your flasks like you can do all sorts of stuff there are checkpoints in the middle of dungeons there are like so many different things there is a fast travel system very similar to like dark souls 2 and 3 but there are so many more uh points of grace to the point where like you can fast travel like anywhere and get done like that plus there's so many ways to like 
just grind this shit out. There's so many dungeons that are not actually that difficult to the point where like you can probably be just as well leveled for a boss if you just put in a minimal amount of effort. But that only, aside, if exploring only, can fuck you, yeah. just to let you know. <laughs> if only it didn't feel like you were constantly walking and pudding. I don't think it... I mean, I think you'll just have to... You said you're going to wait for a sale on this one. Yeah. You don't... I don't feel very heavy in this one. Granted, mm. do not wear heavy armor. Yeah, you will I get hear, the fat roll, and it's like turtling. It's I've fucking heard a absurd. lot about that of my, my buddies who are like, yeah, you need a medium load, a medium load, and I keep... I keep Every time I'm always like, I'll show you a heavy load. <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about. That's not- yeah, it, it basically like the amount of equipment that you have equipped to you yeah, means yeah. that your roll can be fucked up. So you can have a really fast roll that takes you a distance, a medium roll, which is like a little bit slower, but it's still good. And then if you have a heavy load, dude, you literally like I'm not even joking. You're like this. Uh, and you like slowly get up it's you don't have a role at that point you just don't have one you better block and parry you better eat shit like it's it's not happening but yeah Yeah. i got teleported to literally that exact same mine just tell your fucking friend to guard counter the shit out of those people that shit works but i ended up yeah well i'm out of the area i'm out of like the mine but i'm still in that part of the map no okay oh, so apparently i'm gonna run into that in just a fucking second oh, yeah no that's right by that area he was in it's just like i did go deeper magma. yeah i went deeper into it because i was like oh i want to see what's in here whatever and typically to get into a boss encounter in souls like games you have to go through like a like a misted door and so this was just a normal door so i just opened it and it was a boss and i was like okay i'm gonna try like, I'm going to see what's up. I'll fight this guy. I hit it twice, took down literally a sliver of its health. And I was like, well, there's 10,000 runes gone. I'm just, I'm dead. Yep, like, that's it. <laughs> whatever, dude. Yeah. So that was fun. But obviously not indie games. You know, I only talked about it for like 20, 30 minutes, whatever. Uh, so it's time <laughs> for us to hop into news cram. Cram. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News crimes are, I love how it sounded like that ended with a question mark. You know, Graham? like it's it very much sounded like you're like mm, maybe a gram, maybe. maybe. Uh, I could go uh, for a gram. 
<laughs> News Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we, the hosts of IndiePod and Indie Games Podcast, cram you full of all sorts of Indie Games news. This week, we do have one quick news story for you before, of course, hopping into a whole bunch of new stuff. Our first and only quick news story for today comes by way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that 11-Bit Studios, developers of the wartime simulation game This War of Mine, will be donating all of the profits from the game sales and the DLC sales, by the way, uh, from now until March 4th uh, to the the Ukrainian Red Cross. So this is what I was talking about. Uh, March 4th is the day that this goes live for free feeds. So be sure if you would like to, uh, I guess, get something for donating in a sense, uh, and you like wartime simulation games where instead of playing the actual, like you are not in the war, you are just civilians trying to survive a war. Uh, be sure to pick up this war of mine. I've heard really, really great things. It Same. looks really cool. So yeah, it's it's not my cup of tea, um, and I have no interest in the game or getting it. But I am very like I, I love hearing stories like this. We we cover them every so often, but it's it's nice to see developers who have you know uh, their heart in the right place and who aren't as worried about just living of. You know, like we need all the money we can get because there's more needy people out there. Um, I'd rather just donate in general because I don't want this game. But if people are looking for it, like it's a good way to pick up a game and donate to a good cause. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, On to our new stuff for this week. Our first three items of new stuff. Uh, I kept a burp in the middle of that. Uh, Come by way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that puzzle adventure game Grindstone by Capybara Games just received a new update titled Carnival of Creeps. Mm. Uh, I burp again. Uh, that adds 15 new levels, uh, new ticket items, and much more to the game. That roguelike deck builder Rogue Book by abracom entertainment sa i don't i feel like i said that wrong but Probably. just gonna move on is <laughs> headed to the nintendo switch sometime this spring as well as getting a new playable character on pc playstation and xbox platforms and the simulation game hamsters playground by Weeg dig Weeg we dig games is headed to the nintendo switch and pc vs team sometime in q3 2022 i'm just gonna yeah we're having a tough time uh, now today. yeah i was like steam i know to what <laughs> uh now over to polygon where it's supported that simulation game house flipper 2 which what uh by <laughs> Emprian uh, is added to PC via Steam sometime in 2023. And now over on Twinfinite, where it's reported that strategy game Cult of the Lamb by Massive Monster is headed to PlayStation platforms, the Xbox One, and or Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam sometime later this year. Hell yeah. That action shooter RPG, The Ascent by Neon Giant, is headed to PlayStation platforms on March 24th. That sound surfing platformer, On Day? By Lance and 350? I don't know. It's or it's like 3v50 or 3x50. I don't really know. It's it's very weird. Uh is headed to PC via Steam with a Nintendo Switch and iOS versions of the game releasing sometime later in 2022. <clears throat> that 2.5D action platformer Itora by Grimbark Tales is headed to PC via Steam on March 21st. And that auto runner. 
Inukari Chase of Deception by Ooh, fuck me. Uh Einslartig Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch and Xbox platform sometime later this year. Now that we have gone through all of the fun news cram, you know, all the good stuff, it's time to talk about some indie shoutouts. Big Josh Boy, take it away. Take it away, he says. Take so, it away. For today's uh, shout out, I'm going to talk about a game called Free Ride. Free Ride is an interesting action RPG, and their tagline is that this is uh, the personality test game. Oh, okay. Which I think is an interesting uh, way to pitch your game. But essentially what this is, there are many games that I will often bring up and many games out there that do the whole choices matter and choices affect the narrative of the game or who your character is or what, you know, outcome. And generally you're going to get like a, you know, a good ending or a bad ending. This one caught my eye because they uh, are seemingly pushing for you to make a ton of different choices in this game that aren't as scripted as like, should we save them or should we kill them? Which is like, you know, the the obvious ones of you understand what's going to happen of like, is this part of good? Is this part of bad? But this is specifically giving you a ton of different choices in the game that they'll never specific, like, you know, explicitly say like, this is going to affect you and, and affect your run. Um, but your choices and actions matter and it will eventually give you kind of like a, a, a personality type at the end of it, seemingly. Um, it's, it's very much in development at this point. I don't see, uh, a specific release date. Let me check their steam really says quick. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned, which release. just means like this could be any time from now until the end of time. So yeah. who knows when this will come out, but I just thought this was a really cool concept because I love the idea of choices matter in a game. Um, and it, it very much favors the person like me who just wants to see the one playthrough, the one end, and then be like, I wonder what other people are getting and like do research. Cause I don't know that realistically I would want to play this a million times to find out all the endings, but it's interesting how many different paths there could be. And I love the conversation that comes out of games like this of like the, what did you do? Who are you? How did you get to whatever angle you got to in this game? Uh, granted, you know, a lot of people can make empty promises. I don't know how good this will actually be, but if they get it right, this could be a really cool game. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I like that. It, the idea of it giving you, I guess, or, or revealing what personality you are exactly is really cool. Um, the few that it chooses are kind of interesting. Like the, the ones they just randomly glance over like companion hero, guardian drifter, whatever. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's a thirsty boy, you know what I mean? Mm. Because damn, these spirits looking hella thick. Let's go big bit, boy. Okay. They're like, Maybe you're a little bit too horny. For maybe they'll game, listen. Okay? Maybe they'll listen to this podcast and they'll be like, "I guess we're gonna have to add that for uh, for just you." Specifically, yeah, the thirsty yeah. boy, but with an I, not with a Y. Yeah, okay? yeah, thirsty it's a, boy. It's so a that, very yeah, it's necessary change. Yeah, yeah the I it's is not, for inclusive. That's not a gendered term. No, no, that no, is no, just not at all. It's everybody. Everybody's yeah. thirsty boys. You know, it's everybody. everybody. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the the blue person on the on the covers looking good uh so for me 
my indie shout out this week uh it's actually it seems like super super early in development it seems like they are just kind of working on the concept but i thought it was really really cool i came across a i guess like just a gameplay feature that they had been working on on twitter it's called i am ronin um i'm a big fan of samurais just in general and throw your hat that's so cool yeah, that was the thing. You can fucking throw the straw hat like a saw. It's so dope. Like, the gameplay looks legitimately oh. fun and interesting. Granted, I it think the color of, palette of just, like... hurts my eyes. The red, yeah, it, yeah. I think that'll get old real quick. But the fact that you can boomerang this fucking hat, dude, I'm into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... I don't have much else to say because it seems like this is super early on in development. Uh, you can follow the developer, I believe, at FT, or I guess it's F Taurus, but T O R R I S S. I'm not exactly sure, but whatever small snippet I have found, I'll try to include in the description. Seems pretty cool. But yeah. that is all I have for my indie shout outs. So it's time for us to hop into our listener questions. Mr. Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, is back. And he's got some weirdies, of course, by popular demand, because several people are like, I'll just write in with stupid questions. And I'm like, oh, don't you worry. I'll find out a way to make them fucked up. You know, like mm-hmm. Phil ain't the only one who could do that. Uh, so Phil writes in and says, so... What color is your butthole, Vaughn? Okay, so this is like a whole thing. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. I realized before... Oh, it's a good pun you got there. Um, I realized before we recorded that I didn't check or anything, but then I also thought about it, and I was like, I don't know if I can see my butthole. You know you what I take mean? A picture. Like, you put, you like, you spread your cheek to the side and... I mean, my butt might be too hairy. You know, like, I feel like it's just some sort of like abyss, like it's the Marianas Trench, like nobody knows what's in there. That could be God's butthole. That could be Gaia, the fucking Earth's butthole, and nobody knows. Nobody knows what color it is because it's down there, it's deep, and it's dirty, you know? I mean, I just got out of the shower, so my butthole's definitely not dirty, but like- We hope not. Hopefully nobody's butthole is dirty. You need to wipe better. But uh, yeah, so I have no idea what my color my butthole is. I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't like bleach my butthole or anything. So I'd assume it's fucked up. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> You're telling me you don't bleach your asshole? I'm so shocked. <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. I mean, uh, when it comes to anal care, I am sorely lacking. As well as, you know, just physical care, dental care. Uh, emotional care, just all the good stuff. Uh, Phil also writes in and says, you are given $50,000 to renovate your house. What do you do? Big Josh boy, we both own homes. You're given 50,000 bucks. What are you going to do with it to renovate your house? You know those conveyor belts in an airport that uh, basically the the just flat escalators that kind of just yeah, take that, you from point A to point B? Yeah, you just, it's like walking, but yeah. slightly faster. Yeah, 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 just everywhere in the house. You know, just have me. For real? So I could just stand and it would just take me to the kitchen. <laughs> okay. I mean, no, would you just replace not. like there your would be whole no, floors with Yeah, there would be that. no floors. It would just be those. And you would just press a button. You'd be like, I want to go to kitchen. And it would just, and you would just kind of like get 
pushed to an area and you'd be like, oh, no, I feel like that might cost more than $50,000. But also if your whole floor was made out of that, you would have to assume that like you'd be beelining into walls like all the time. You know, I'd never have to like you'd just be like, "Ah!" (laughs) I'd I'd never have to walk. I'd just always be in a wall. I would just always be in the wall. (laughs) No, uh, realistically, I don't know. I had probably outside stuff because I just hate doing that. Um, and then some of the money would go to renovating this room to actually make it what I want it to be, which would just be like, uh, fully insulated to have like the whole nice dumb gamer setup that you always see where you have like some people that like just go ham with setting up their room and you're like, damn, that would be nice. And then you'll never end up doing it. Cause there's only like those people who have all that time and or money to do it. Yeah. I'll do something like that. Okay. All right. So 50,000 bucks. You know what? I mean, that that just not having to move thing, it's it's pretty nice. <laughs> That's a pretty sweet one. I might fuck myself on it, but you know, it's it's pretty sweet. I yeah, dude. I watched that like episode of I think it was nine one one where some dude falls down like an escalator hole and uh gets super fucked up by the escalator, proposes, she says yes, and then he dies anyway from insanguination. You know, that kind of fucked me up with escalators. I don't I don't know if I fuck with escalators anymore. You know, I enjoy your form of storytelling where you (laughs) give so much detail (laughs) to a situation that could be like people get hurt on it. I don't want to be there. So when I go up escalators, tell me if this is childish. When I go up escalators, you know how you reach the like crest of the escalator and like that's where you see the pointy bits. Because like before, I mean, technically you always see them because there's a stair. But when the stair just starts to come in and you really see how like that's where your shit can get fucked. Like you could lose a toe. Like if your shoelace gets stuck in there, you are dead. You might as well just die. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like am I child? childish for basically jumping over that every time no okay, you're cool. i just got to make not sure. childish you're just <laughs> irrationally afraid <laughs> all right okay i mean it's better than being childish so there you go okay. yeah 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 uh, so fifty thousand dollars—that's a decent amount of money. I would like um downstairs in my living room i really want to just set up a nice like I guess like in the wall, both shelving unit and I guess like a like a TV area where it would basically be like a big in slotted entertainment center, but it would just be the wall. Like it's not something I move or anything because I have a problem with moving around rooms and shit like that. And if I had something that I literally could not move, I feel like that would be good for me. Um, also I want to like redo just my cabinets and counters. They're like kind of old and shit and granted 50,000 bucks. I don't know how much this shit costs, but like, uh, you know, every, every, I would like to redo that stuff. Every home project is going to cost you a couple of grand. Like, Dude, plus we have like, uh, I think it's called a banister. It's like we have a staircase that goes down and then the stairs protrude and go out like an L and whatever stuff that you would basically just fall off and die, you know, the good stuff. Um, There is, I believe it's called a banister, but it's just like. It's really annoying. I really hate it because it's not just, I've seen the same thing in other houses uh, where it's just like a wall. 
that's like it's not fully encased it's just like it's part of the wall it's the same height part of the wall but just with like a wood plank on top it looks good and i'm like okay i can hang pictures and shit that is essentially just a wall Mm -hmm. but ours instead is like these wood poles that uh, like it's a railing but it's these wooden poles and i fucking hate them dude i'm so afraid my kid's gonna get their head stuck in between them and you think that that's like an irrational fear but when my roommate lived here his kid did so like it's a real thing it could happen so like i would replace that also there's this super sketchy box that's in my backyard that like i would like to get removed I don't know if there's a dead body in it. So like, I'm not fucking with it. I'm not messing with them ghosts, but I would pay somebody to do that. And if I have $50,000, I feel like that's enough money to make sure I never have to see that creepy box. You know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I I feel like that's probably an adequate amount to get rid of a box. Yes. Yes. What else would you give that money for? (laughs) Uh, their next question, or I guess last question is, what's the worst thing you could do to your mortal enemy that's still legal? So, like, you can't just punch them. You can't, like, snippy the nuts. You can't, like, oh, you know what? Actually, it's like, could you, though? Like, if you... I guess I I think impersonating a medical professional might be a crime. That's definitely but a crime. If it's not, it's definitely a crime. <laughs> it's definitely so, a crime. Uh, what is the worst thing that you could do, or I guess, uh, yeah, you could do to your mortal enemy and still like it's still legal. I also feel like we're giving Phil some like crime advice here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so but it's Phil, you know. Like, we are not responsible if you do this to somebody. Like, well, I guess not Phil. Oh, d- never mind. Phil's the Wombat Emperor of Australia. He can do like, they're not going to take him down. Yeah. You know? I guess we've never actually specified if he is, like, the Emperor of Australia or if he is the Emperor of all of the Wombat Wombats in, in Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's a, big, that's a big distinction. Which, bro... Them's hella cute, but also if you got hella wombats over in Australia, you got your own army. Like, it's true. and the fucking Australian citizens ain't got guns, so he might be able to take over. You know, Easy. Easy. like, does it even matter if he's the emperor of Australia, also a wombat, or if he controls all the wombats? Like, I mean, it sounds actually, like he can he's do whatever he them. wants. Yeah, he the, exactly. Yeah. One equals the other. Yeah. If you can control all the wombats in Australia, you control the world. So there you go. Wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> that just reminds me of like fucking Andy Dwyer in Parks and Rec where he's like, I have traded all of Sweden's nukes for all of Africa's lions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so big Josh boy. What's the worst thing you could do and it still be legal to your mortal enemy? Yeah. So this doesn't work out uh, as well as like, I don't know how I would get it to happen, but I think one of the things that I would end up being like, I want to kill myself and I fucking hate this is if I could find a way to make it so that they like find a way to get them a job that requires them to work on site and they have to have an hour 
like a two hour commute each way Ooh. and just constantly. But it would have to be like enough incentive to where they to where they had actually to do continue. it. Yeah. So something or where they, you get them in a contract. Yeah. Bro. You get them on that fine print yes. and that's the most legal shit. Yeah. And give them just the four hours plus of their day every day is just them stuck in like and it they have to take certain roads and it's like you have to drive at the times where the highways are the busiest so it's literally just stop and go traffic constantly that's a good one yeah or uh the more uh you know well this i guess this one is kind of more fucked up but like you basically fake fall in love with someone and make them fall in love with you and then just fucking disappear or just fucking dick them over somehow just be like oh yeah you you like made them think you're dead and you're like it's legal <laughs> technically yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty fucked up but yeah. it's legal so <laughs> so like why not i mean they are your mortal enemy though right right i mean the, the whole so idea like, could be like if it's if like i'm not you know if they're not the sex that I'm looking for. Uh, you could also say, I'll just befriend them, try to become like the closest of individuals somehow, and then just reveal all of their deepest, darkest secrets to the entire world. Yes, yeah, still legal. Still I mean, legal. Maybe. Partially. I, it sounds borderline revenge porn, which is not legal. So, but well, we just, let's say that to, that part is not it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else. Yeah, I don't have to legal. do that part, but. Yeah, that part's really fucked up. Like, I wouldn't even do that to my mortal enemy. Like, that part's fucked up. But, like, for sure I would impersonate a medical professional. You know, (laughs) I feel like... Um, The worst thing you could do to your mortal enemy and it'd still be legal. See, I'm thinking of the, like, mild inconveniences, like... Yeah, that's why I went for traffic jam constant, like... Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, like making small holes in the side of their shoe to where like they'll be walking and they just like constantly tear holes in their shoes all the time. I feel like that would be annoying. A lot of my things are going to be walking based. Cause like everyone <laughs> fucking hates really that hate anyway. Walking, huh? So just like maybe shave down one of the heels on their shoe, but like to where you just, you can't just, I, I want to say like a fifth of an inch, like not a lot, you know, <laughs> to where when they walk, it feels uneven all the time. And, you know, like that's some inception shit right there where like your whole life just feels uneven at that point. Like, do you yeah. even exist? What is life? You know what I mean? Like that they're ba- Are they even alive anymore no, at that point? So even, like not even a little there's that. Um. I'm trying to think of just other things that you could do that are technically legal, but it's like, is that legal though? Because that's cool. like affecting their property, or like you know, like uh, you got to that... prove I did it for it to be illegal. That... You well, know, that's not fucking a valid argument. <laughs> You're like murder. You have to prove I did it. Like. <laughs> right. Yours is good though. Like yeah, if I like. Basically, like befriending them, thinking got them this amazing job opportunity, and then they're just kind of like fucked. And in like the like fine print of their job, it says like, if you try to quit, you owe me a million dollars plus them cheeks. You know, like you somehow find a way that like indentured servitude still exists, which is 
not cool but like if it existed anywhere let's be honest it would be somewhere in the united states like there's probably some fucking state that's just like i mean we have like this weird law where it's kind of like those like movie trivia things like before you get to the movie or when Mm -hmm. you get to the movie and it hasn't started playing yet they're like did you know it's illegal to ride a camel in oklahoma and it's like no but like who like if i did that would they arrest me yeah you i know? don't think so like how many law enforcement professionals would know, know that? that yeah yeah so like i feel like i could ride a camel i could get away with that I, I, um i'd be more like surprised that there's a camel there <laughs> like, <laughs> like how'd you get a camel here and it's like we don't even have a zoo and you're like I figured it out. But yeah, like definitely I wouldn't be surprised if I went to like the majestic before movie trivia is like, did you know that you could be an indentured servant in fucking like Alabama and not know about it? Like mm-hmm. that I would be like, I didn't know that, but honestly, that doesn't surprise me. Checks like, out. <laughs> that I okay, I get it. Like that is an obscure law. Did not know that, but it totally checks out. So there you go. Uh, Ryan writes in and asks, why stop at Vaughn? We need to know what color Josh's butthole is. So, uh, big Josh, boy, what's, uh, what you got there? You also had a very elaborate plan on how to find out the color of your butthole. So like, I'm going to need that picture, you know? <laughs> uh, I have, you know, what's funny is I've taken a picture of my butthole, um, a long was it time for ago. you or for someone else? It was for someone else. I really, yeah, it was a funny joke, uh, with, uh, one of my, I know, uh, so my, (laughs) my best friend, I, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but like, no matter where we're at, and even when we work together, it's kind of questionable. Like now looking at it, like it definitely wasn't like, okay to today's standards, but like we became in any group, whether it's friend group, whether it's work place. The people who were just like, ha ha, they're so close. They're gay. He he he. And it was just like a thing. Uh, and, you know, I don't shy away from that because whatever. I don't care what they think. Um, and uh, I took a picture. I had a, I had this one girl that I was close with um, take a picture of my asshole. Wait, you didn't even take I a picture take of it? A, I had her take a picture of my asshole with his name. How close were you with this person that also, you could ask them for close. that favor? Also close with her. Um, That's so close. I have childhood friends. Like, I have been friends with Chase for, like, 19 years. No way that bro would be like, I'll take a picture of your butthole, no problem. Know. I've just got good friends. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and I had his name and a little heart on one of my butt cheeks, and I sent it to him. So oh, I, nice. So okay. I do. I vaguely remember it being dark, and that's about it. It was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was, you see my skin tone, which uh, this camera, because I have this light on, it doesn't really, I look a lot whiter than I actually am. But, uh, think about this and then just picture a butthole and that's pretty much what you get. It's just like, it's always in darkness. So like, does that mean it's like a lighter color or like, does that mean it's a darker color? Like what? I mean, it's it's a gradient of my face color that turns to black. Picture that. Okay, 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 right. okay Put that okay. into your photoshops. Get, you know, let's see these like use eerily the eye, accurate use the eyedropper tool of my face <laughs> and then pitch black darkness and then put a gradient to that and that's my butthole. 
Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. That's College Josh with Buttle. Uh, so they also write it and says, what, and say, <laughs> what is your favorite but commonly forgotten game? For me, it's Nier Automata. I love the game uh, from the combat to the art to the story, but I always forget the game exists when somebody asks me, what's your favorite game? So Big Josh Boy, what is your favorite game that you just forget exists? And at that point, is it your favorite it, game though? Is it? Yeah. Not really. Not really. Um, but I will say the game that I'm going to pick is a very, very cool one that I recommend everyone play. It's a super cool indie game. It's called Anti-Chamber. I've talked about it once or twice on the show before. It is a really trippy puzzle game that has kind of like Portal vibes, but it was earlier than Portal, but it's just it's just such a good game and it's so weird it's all about playing into perspectives and just really screwing with your head i recommend it so so much it is such a cool game but it is one that i just never really think about so go play that one this shit's gonna give me a seizure damn it's so like, good this weird <laughs> Uh, for me, I would have to say it would be, and this is a game that I haven't beaten. It's a game I plan on beating this year, um, but it's Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch on PlayStation 3. Now they have the remasters on, uh, I believe, PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, even on the Nintendo Switch. Um Way back when, when it first came out, I played it a lot and I was like kind of religiously playing it at the same time as one of my best friends, Justin, we were both playing it. We were both really loving it. It has like, it's, I believe studio Ghibli actually worked on the cutscenes in the game. It has like, okay, I have to say outside of that, the like 3d models and everything, like when, when you're just in the open, like 3d world shit looks hella creepy like it doesn't look great um but it is somewhat of like a monster tamer you can get all sorts of different i want to say that they are like spirits and it's it's a fucking east kai which is dope as shit like i'm into that um and i i Loved it way back when I got through half of the game and I was like, bro, this shit's fucking hard. And then I remember putting it down and Justin had already beaten it. So there was no reason for me to keep playing. And of course, mm. fucking the ginger boy over here was just like, you know what? Too hard for me. I'm just going to go play Mass Effect for the 85th time. And I went and did that and I masturbated a whole bunch. I did other things. Um, what is happening? And never actually got back to Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch. And when Nino Kuni 2 came out, the Revenant Kingdom, I picked up the special edition so I could get that dope ass fucking steel case because I was going to buy the collector's edition, but I was like, I get a papercraft thing? What do you fucking mean? That's stupid. I want a papercraft thing. Like, I've got some Hollow Knight papercraft shit. That shit was free. I wasn't going to pay for that. Like, no. Especially not a collector's edition price. It's dumb. Yeah, but uh, actually, now that I remember, it is not. Nino Kuni Revenant Kingdom has like a carousel thing and it's plastic. It's not papercraft. Oh, uh, the I think it's Octopath Traveler was the one that has a papercraft like little play screen and looks fucking <clears throat> stupid. But uh yeah, so I ended up like I bought Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. I played a little bit of it. I was like, holy shit, another East Kai, bruh. Of course, I mean, it has to be kind of. That's kind of the whole premise of everything is that there's like the two different dimensions and everybody has a soulmate and everything. But I realized that I was like, man, 
I know nothing about this fucking game. Like, I need to fucking play the first one. And I watched the Nino Kuni movie. And I was like, not great, but not terrible. And Oliver shows up in it. And I was like, shit, dude, I got to play this fucking game. So there you go. Long answer short. Uh, you know, fucking Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, PS3. I'm going to play it when I beat Elden Ring. And I'm like, I'll be like a decrepit, like mummy, dude, after I beat Elden Ring. So maybe never. But there you go. There you there go. You go. That's it. Yeah, speaking of that being it, that's the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. If you would like to check out this outside the show, you could do so in a bunch of different ways. You can hit us up at IndiePod on Twitter. You can hit me up, Vaughn, at Hyde Legion. You can hit Josh up at the underscore George 90. Uh, outside of that, be sure to check out our awesome developer interviews going live each and every Wednesday. This Wednesday, the 2nd of March, is the Cuddle Monster Game Developer Interview. Uh, they're talking about their game Lone Ruin. Big Josh boy said he got that video interview, so there you go. Uh I will say, um, I would not expect like everyone to be a video interview because that would also assume that every person has a camera. And I'm not saying that to big Josh, but I'm telling anyone listening to this. So like it's, I, I doubt it'll be a really frequent thing. But I know that Josh does want to do that. Uh, it's just something that's like at times hard to accommodate. Yeah, not unless like wants to be on camera. Yeah, exactly. Like not uh, maybe everyone has a camera, but nobody wants to, or whatever, vice versa. So there you go. Uh, check out the IndiePod store over on Teespring. You can get T-shirts, hoodies, stickers. There you go. That's it. I'm not. Yeah whatever uh youtube is just indie pod super easy to find leave us reviews on any site in which you could do so specifically itunes and spotify help us out a bunch and lastly thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the three dollar tier or higher if you give us any amount of money or your time you are fantastic we love you for it uh but gotta thank those three dollar patrons so thank you so much to serial sc I fucking look at you. I was look at you. I was getting too much in my head about it. Oh, I was yeah. thinking about it. I was looking at it. I was like serial essay. Serial essay. I was gonna say surreal again. I was like, I'm gonna fucking die, dude. Uh thank you so much to Ryan, Ethan, a gamer for fun, John, just John, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You were also amazing. And we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.